हेलो एवरीबॉडी वेलकम टू आवर पॉडकास्ट गीता मंत्रा फॉर सक्सेस ओके सो बाय पॉपुलर डिमांड वी गोइंग टू स्टार्ट सीजन 2 बट देयर इज अ क्वेश्चन हियर वी हैव ऑलरेडी शेयर्ड आवर इंटरप्रिटेशन ऑफ द भगवत गीता इन आवर फर्स्ट सीजन ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट एंड यू नो गीता हैज अ लॉट ऑफ इंटरप्रिटेशंस सो इन दिस सीजन we are going to share uh, someone else's interpretation we have received this interpretation from my perima and her name is jaya ganapati she lives in mumbai india so she's been reading and analyzing the gita for a few years now and she was kind enough to share her interpretation so we're going to start with chapter 1 and we're going to call it perima's gita yeah <laughs> right because it's easier that way i mean keep it consistent and we go from there okay and uh, the author is going to be perima and we're going to explain the gita from her perspective okay mm-hmm. so as per perima the punch line of chapter 1 is a wrong thinking is the only problem in our life or negative thinking she has tried to explain the first chapters and she's broken it up into five parts mm. the first part mm. covers verses 1 to 20 which mm. is pretty simple okay because that just lays out the background so here in these verses we get the description of the battlefield of kurukshetra from you know the the perspective of the war mm. and how the preparations are being done before the start of the war okay the kauravas here they represent adharma and the pandavas represent dharma okay and this war or mm. the yuddha mm. is the dharma yuddha okay. so dharma signifies uh, the behaviors like duties Hmm. rights laws and the right way of living okay adharma is basically the opposite of dharma and it includes discord disharmony wrongfulness okay. pretty much polar opposites mm-hmm. and perima suggests that dhritarashtra is mm. both physically and spiritually blind yeah mm-hmm. sanjaya basically reports to dhritarashtra through telepathy about the war that is going on in the battlefield mm-hmm. almost in a real time so mm-hmm. he sees and he reports it to dhritarashtra yeah we spoke about it in, in season 1 absolutely mm-hmm. so at some point mm-hmm. duridana goes to drona mm-hmm. and tells him that their army is weak mm-hmm. and pandavas are stronger mm-hmm. he seems to be pretty nervous here yeah and to make him feel better bhishma actually blows on the conch mm-hmm. indicating that the war is starting mm. and that is basically the beginning of war yeah. both the generals actually blow on it saying mm. we are ready let the battle begin yeah. now in the second part of the first chapter which basically covers verses 21 to 25 mm. and the story goes to arjuna there is a sudden transformation in the mind of arjuna he wants to look at kauravas from close quarters right yeah. now he is on his side of the battle yeah, yeah. he wants to get a closer look mm-hmm. so he instructs actually asks krishna the charioteer to guide the chariot in the middle of the battlefield between the two armies mm. as per parima duryodhan was adharmi and an athyatai athyatai what does that mean athyatai is a person who has committed the worst possible sin and there are a few examples of what can constitute the worst possible sins okay. for example someone who sets others on fire mm mm uh or he feeds somebody poison mm. in an intent to mm. kill mm-hmm. you know destroying people killing people taking others wealth possession land and in the olden days also taking others you know wife forcefully yeah. all these constituted the worst kind of sins and someone who's committed any of these sins or all of these sins of course uh-huh are called atyati Yeah, so his adharmi atyati also Duryodhana was durbuddhi. 
Chaturbuddhi means someone who does not have a clear sense of good versus bad, that I is guess. That correct. correct. Uh-huh. And Arjuna was supposed to have clear buddhi, meaning he had focus mm. or power to reason, judge and comprehend. That's how he was until he came on the battlefield and then he started getting confused and we spoke about it. Yeah. Till that he was pretty clear. Mm. And then he asked Krishna to come to the middle of the battlefield mm. and now we mm. go to the part 3. Mm. So these are verses 26 to 28. Mm. Okay. Now it gets a little more complicated. Mm. So let me try to explain it a little more slowly. Mm. Okay. So there are three portions of samsara. Samsara here has a different meaning. Mm. Usually when you think of samsara, you're thinking of the concept of a rebirth, mm. like the, the cycle, mm. continuous cycle mm-hmm. of life, death and reincarnation. reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So basically they say if you let go of samsara, uh, you, you get moksha or nirvana. Uh, correct. That's a correct. very popular concept in Hinduism and Buddhism. That is true. But mm. what Perima is suggesting here is there are three things that influence samsara. Mm. Raga, which is attachment. Mm. Soga, which is grief. Mm. And Moga, which is delusion. Hmm. So at that time, mm. when Arjuna is in the middle of the battlefield, mm. he's influenced by all three portions of samsara. Mm. Raga, which is attachment, attachment. Mm -hmm. Soga, which is grief Mm. and Moga, which is delusion. He's Mm. too attached to his grandfather and his teacher, Drona. Uh He's driven by grief because of this, because in the battlefield, somebody has to die. So that's grief. And he's almost delusional because of his grief. Arjuna is behaving like any human being. Correct. Correct. So I think what Perima is trying to suggest here is all our problems in our life has something to do with our attachment. Mm. That is Raga. Mm. That leads to Soga. Grief. Grief. And when we are filled with soga or grief, we become delusional, which is moga. So that is why we have raga, soga, soga. and moga. <laughs> so samsara is raga plus soga plus moga put together. Raga, soga, <laughs> moga. There's no ga. There's no ga. Mm. Raga, soga, moga. moga. Mm. So raga, soga, moga are interconnected. Mm. Intensity of grief or sorrow is directly proportional to the intensity of attachment. The more attached you are, Mm. the more grief you will feel. The object of attachment may vary, Mm. but the problem of attachment is pretty universal. Mm. And that problem is called samsara. Very interesting. Hmm. Okay. Now we move on to the final verses. Mm. The final verses explain how when a person is emotionally disturbed internally, Mm. his or her rational intellect stops working. Intellect has the power to solve most of our problems in our lives. Yeah. But it can function only when we are emotionally balanced. Mm. If you are experiencing grief and you become delusional because of that, you don't know what you're doing. Once the emotion overpowers the intellect, the intellect has the knack of justifying the emotional weakness. Hmm. And that has adverse consequences at all different levels. Family levels, social levels, religious levels, professional levels. Because you start justifying your act. That goes back to your victim mindset. Let me summarize the first chapter. You know, the message is very clear from Periyama. Uh, The root cause of all sorrow and suffering in this world is our inability to deal with conflict. Yep. Yeah. And don't forget that conflict comes with attachment. That A word, attachment. <laughs> um, so we experience conflict at three levels, material, mm-hmm. mental and spiritual. 
Great. Uh, so at the material level, conflict is everywhere, right? I mean, we have this, we don't have that. Correct. Why and you start comparing lives, your lives with others, uh-huh. and you feel conflicted yeah. because of the comparison. Comparison. So the ne- second one is the mental conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our minds are always uh, conflicted, primarily between our rational mind and our ego. Correct. So that's our mental conflict. And there is a third kind of conflict, which is called spiritual conflict. And that happens because, you know, uh, many times we are not connected with ourselves. So unless we know who we, we are, unless we learn to stay connected with our soul or in, um, you know, God or universe or, you know, the, the bigger force, whatever you call it, uh, we will never be able to completely resolve all of our material and mental conflicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that is the central theme of the first uh, chapter. And also here is another interesting point from Perima's interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go back to Arjuna's dilemma. He was conflicted, right? Right. Uh, and, and, at, and I think he was conflicted at all three levels. Yes. And, we, and what did he do? He decided to quit mm-hmm. because that was the easiest option he had. So quitting is the default response of the ego. Makes perfect sense because mm. it is easy to quit, but difficult to fight on. Oh yeah, sometimes I say death is easy, surviving is difficult. <laughs> That's a morbid analogy, but I get what you're saying. Mm. It is really easy to quit, but mm. facing adversities is always difficult. So yes, there is conflict everywhere, but you have to learn how to handle it. Mm. The sooner we recognize this universal truth about conflict and its impact, the sooner we can progress in our personal and professional journeys and mm. in many cases, spiritual journeys. So this is pretty much what is uh, in chapter one. And we end Perima's interpretation of chapter one here. I think it was very interesting. Mm. And we will continue doing this for all the chapters. We'll get back to you soon with uh, the second chapter. Yeah, until then, stay tuned. And remember, Raga, Soga, Moga. Thank you.